All right, guys. Um, as many of you know, today is the celebration of Pentecost Sunday. And uh, I f- feel like the Lord wants to bring uh, a word. He's already done some really good stuff here this morning during worship. And uh, many of you received a fresh infilling, a fresh fullness of the Spirit. I'm going to talk about that today. I'm going to talk a little about the initial outpouring of the Spirit at Pentecost, which biblically is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And uh, there's been some confusion of terms in, in terms of uh, um, the subsequent fillings of the Holy Spirit and whether that is or could be described as another baptism of the Holy Spirit. And, and there are various ways to do that. I'm not going to attack anybody's personal way of understanding that. But my understanding is that at the, at the time of Pentecost, there was a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Jesus had completed the work of salvation, redemption on the earth. He had resumed his heavenly position at the right hand of the Father. And so he had ascended, and the scripture says he had been glorified. That means he had been taken back up into glory and in a position of uh, in the third heaven realm of uh, the eternal heavenly dimension of the universe. Uh, he had taken up his throne room rulership position. And I believe that then what he did, what he said he was going to do to his disciples, he said, it is expedient for me to go away because if I do not go away, the other one just like me, the Holy Spirit, cannot come. And so he went away and he took his place in the heavenly realms and then he poured out his spirit. Uh, There's some language difficulty or confusion in terms of understanding the whole uh, issue of the Trinity. Duh. Who can understand the Trinity, right? In fullness. But we've got the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Three separate persons, but yet one person. And so this is a mystery. And even in the Bible, the way uh, the, the Spirit of God is described, sometimes the Spirit of God is called the Holy Spirit, sometimes the Spirit of God, sometimes the Spirit of Christ, and at other times uh, sent by the Father, the promise of the Father. But there seems to be an identification in Scripture concerning the Holy Spirit with the Spirit of Christ. So in some very, very close way, the pouring out of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, on the day of Pentecost, when all the 120 were in the upper room and had been praying nonstop for 10 days and had opened their hearts to the Lord. And then the great outpouring, what's called the promise of the Father, was poured out. Jesus, it's said in Scripture, is the baptizer with the Holy Spirit. And so he is the member of the Trinity who releases the Holy Spirit into the earth in that mighty baptism. Another word for baptism is immersion or saturation. And so there was a saturation of that point in Jerusalem of the earth where the 120 were waiting expectancy for the, in expectancy for the promise of the Father. And so this is my understanding of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so once poured out, the Holy Spirit is poured out. The Holy Spirit has been distributed. 
back down from the heavenly realm into the earthly realm. And he is available to those who will call on him and want to receive the, the fullness of him into their selves. So from that point on, my understanding is that there are numerous fullnesses of the Spirit. That initial immersion is now complete. And now we who know the Lord, we move into uh, repeatedly uh, drinking in what has been poured out. So the Spirit of God has been poured out. And now our job and our privilege and our honor is to receive in this heavenly flow of, of divinity. That's what the Spirit of God is. Divinity in manifestation. God himself in the person of Jesus And the person of Jesus is the exact replica of the Father. And so the Father and the Son are poured out in the person of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit manifests. The word manifest means to come into uh, sensibility, to come into a place of uh, 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 being able to be um, tangibly perceived. So the manifest presence of God is when he breaks through. He is always omnipresent. God is always everywhere, all over the universe, the scripture says. So he is omnipresent, but but he is hidden. He is invisible in the spirit realm. But there are times when he breaks through from the heavenly dimension into the earthly dimension, and that's called the manifest presence of the Lord. And that happened on the day of Pentecost. And I would argue that it could happen and should happen in our lives repeatedly. You could could say that we experience our own personal Pentecosts over and over and over and over again. I have this water bottle. And this is filled with water. This is filled with physical water. Not quite filled. I've been drinking a little bit. But it's almost filled with physical water. Let's say this was spiritual water. Let's say this was living water. Let's say this was of the Spirit of God. That this was filled with Spirit. This was filled with Holy Spirit. Now, if I just, if I just drink it once, am I satisfied forever? No. I need to drink and drink and drink and drink and drink until I am inwardly saturated, right? Until the cells of my body are hydrated, until what my body needs, the tissues of my body need water intake in order to be healthy. And in the same way, the tissues of our spirits and our souls and our bodies need the intake of the Holy Spirit on a regular daily basis in order to be properly spiritually hydrated. We need to be filled and refilled and refilled and refilled. And when we get totally refilled, we become who we're really meant to be in God. And who we're really meant to be in God are these joyous, loving, peace-filled, power-filled, new creation realities who are living reflections and radiations of Jesus Christ himself. That's who we're supposed to be. Every minute, every day, 
Everything else is subnormal Christianity. And the key to it is to remain spiritually hydrated. Keep drinking of the living water. Let's turn to the first slide. Jesus, on the last day of the feast, this is the Feast of Tabernacles, the third great agricultural feast in Israel's uh, cycle of uh, festivals. John 7, 37, 38, the scripture records that Jesus stood up. So as the, as the feast time was coming to an end, and this was the climactic day of the feast, and the ceremonies, and they had light ceremonies. Interestingly enough, we had a theme the Holy Spirit gave us earlier on of light. You heard that? Light conquering darkness. Don't look at the darkness, but gaze at the light. And we are to be made like, you know, that's really scripture. Scripture says that we are light in the Lord. And we are to be light that overcomes darkness. So in, in, this, in this great feast of the tabernacles, uh, particularly on the last day, there were ceremonies that uh, exalted light and ceremonies that celebrated water particularly water gathered from the pool of Salome at the bottom of the temple mount. And priests would come down from the, from the temple area and they would descend in procession down to the pool of Salome and they would have golden vessels and they would pick up the water and they would march back up, up into the temple and they would go through the water gate. No, water gate. No, I don't mean water gate, but water gate. Maybe that was water gate. I don't know. <laughs> But the, the, the water gate, there were various... Now a gate, in the meaning of gate, is a doorway. An entrance, an entrance area. So the water entrance area was for that purpose of receiving those priests coming in through there. That's how it got its name. And so this was a great celebration of the water from the pool of Salome. And Jesus stands up and he, he says on the great day of the feast, let anyone who is thirsty, come to me and drink. You're you're looking at the pool of Salome at the bottom of the temple mount and and you're drinking of that water and that's the water that, that is considered sacred water. But I'm saying to all of you that come unto me and I am the source of the living water of life. He who believes in me as scripture says, rivers of living water will flow. The implication is from me, the living rock of God. Moses struck the rock in the wilderness and water flowed out and, and uh, uh, satisfied the thirst of Israel. In the same way, Jesus is the spiritual rock, Paul tells us. And so when we come to him, we have living water that flows out of him in the person in the, in the means of the Holy Spirit. So this is where we get this equating together of the Son and the Spirit. So remember, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ. So there is a, there, there is a, a, a similarity here, an, an equality, a difference and yet an equality. So from the Son comes the Spirit, and the Spirit is to be drunk in by us. Drunk? Yeah, that's right, right? Is to be drunk in by us. So we drink of the Lord and we're drinking in the Spirit. And as we drink in the Spirit, we become ever more filled with the drink of the Holy Spirit. So much so that some might say, as they did at Pentecost, 
Those guys look drunk. They've had too much sweet wine. Peter gets up, of course, and he says what? They're not drunk as you think they are. They're filled with the Holy Spirit. This is a fulfillment of what Joel spoke about when he said the Holy Spirit would be poured out on all mankind. This is happening right here before your eyes. Look at it. Because the 120 were so filled. They were so filled with joy. They were so filled with love. They were filled with unusual words. They had things that looked like flames of fire over their heads. They were different because they'd been filled. And we are to be filled as well. Let's look at the next slide, please. There's a command given to us in Scripture. Go to the next one, please. I want you to Focus in, Ephesians 5.8. This is an amazing portion of scripture. There's a contrast being given to us by the Apostle Paul. Do not, he, sp- he speaks to the Ephesian church, but by extension to the Christian church at all times and all places. Do not get drunk on wine. Notice the image of drinking again. We're talking today about drinking in Christ. We're talking drinking in the Holy Spirit and the producing the result in us of a fullness, an internal spiritual fullness, which is really the kingdom of God manifesting in us and then flowing out through us. And, it's, and this is how it's done. This is real, real key. This is, this is for all of us. This is for every one of us who know the Lord. This is to keep us filled to overflowing. Here's the mechanism. Do not get drunk on wine. And we could extend that not only to wine. Do not not engage in excess in any material thing to try to bring it into your body in order to produce a sense of euphoria. There's a worldly joy that can mimic the joy of God, but it has nasty consequences and it's not the real thing. The real thing of God, the real joy of God comes from the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but it's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Or that could be translated of the Holy Spirit or from the Holy Spirit. That preposition can be translated in all three of those ways. So the joy from the Holy Spirit, this is the source of the joy. Joy should never depend for the believer. Joy should never depend on circumstances. It should never depend on whether fortune is smiling on you or fortune is being mean to you. It doesn't matter whether you're fortunate or unfortunate. What matters is that you're connected to the living God in whom there is joy forevermore. And when you're connected to him, then everything that's in him flows to you. See, spiritual connection is like physical conduit connection. If I connect into a power line out there, if I could do that, I can't do it and I won't do it. That would be exceedingly stupid. But... If I did do it and could do it, then I could be filled with the amount of power that's in that line. 
Because it flows to me. The biblical analogy is the vine and the branch. Connected in. So the life that's in the vine. The vine is the source of, of, the, of the biological life of that plant, of that grape vine. Then whatever hooks in, whatever connects in, receives of it. The same way, man, when we connect in to the power of Jesus through the Holy Spirit and we have hands laid on us, there's so many different ways to receive the Holy Spirit. You can receive the Holy Spirit by having hands laid on you. That is a favorite biblical way. And that's the way I love to, 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 to lay hands on people. And I believe when I lay hands, it's not, no, I'm nothing special. But what's special about me is I have a special spirit dwelling within me. And I am filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit seeks to overflow. All spirit beings seek to overflow. A demonic spirit in a person seeks to overflow and get on other people and infect them. In the same way, except much better, the Holy Spirit who dwells in us wants to flow out and release goodness wherever he goes. (laughs) And one means of doing that is the laying on of hands. It's like power cables from a generator. (sighs) You can speak words and it releases the Holy Spirit. You can simply be. And if you're filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit, you just be and people kind of come close to you and they absorb the Spirit of God in you. So God the Holy Spirit wants to fill and he wants to overflow out of us But we need to be filled and refilled because sadly, we leak. And the Holy Spirit has to be a renewable resource in us. It's not just one and done. Again, I can't drink of this water in here one time and I'm I'm hydrated for life. I need to drink and then I need to drink the next day and the next day. So look at what Ephesians 5.18 says, do not get drunk on wine, but the corollary is, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Greek verb for be filled is be being filled. Be continuously filled over and over. That's the literal meaning of that Greek verb there. Be continuously filled with or by or in the Holy Spirit. And I love the translation, drink deeply of the Holy Spirit. Drink deeply of him. So we, Jesus said, come, come to me and drink and out from you will flow rivers of living water if you come to me and you drink of me. And so we drink of him and we drink of the Spirit. Same God. And we're filled to overflowing. I like to be full. Man. You know, I wish I could say that being filled or full of the Holy Spirit is is a permanent condition. But again, it needs to be repeated. 
It, it really does. It needs to be repeated. And, and, and we need to hear that. I need to tell you. I need to tell those of you who feel like, and this would be pretty much all of us, I guess, that there are many times in our lives that we live a sub-supernaturalized spiritual life. Yes, we do. But God has made a remedy. It is to be, it is to be, it is to be being filled continuously with the Holy Spirit. So whenever I get dry and thirsty, I drink again. And then again. And then again. Until that fullness, that internal fullness. You know, it's so interesting because the actual analogy of physical and spiritual is so close. Because when you eat food, you can get that feeling of fullness inside, right? (laughs) Clearly. But, but, you know, and some of us can be overfull, but I don't think you can ever be overfull of the Holy Spirit. I think that's where the analogy drops off. I don't think you can ever be overfull. Because I think you just spill out. You just overflow. So, man, I want to leave time today to pray for those of you who did not come up during worship time. I want... I want for those who have not yet received a laying on of hands today. I feel today is a special day. I don't know whether something will happen when you have hands laid on you right then. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. But I believe that some kind of transaction in the spirit world, some kind of filling, fresh refilling is going to happen to everybody who comes forward today. And it doesn't just happen, it it doesn't need to be just me, but I want to lay hands on as many people as I can, maybe for only 10 seconds, 15 seconds. I want there to be, if God wants there to be from me, an overflow of him, I want to serve him and serve you this day with that. And others as well. Those of you who are right now feeling that flow, and even as I'm speaking to you, you're feeling more and more full inside. If that's you, I want you to come forward. And if you're feeling like, you know what, I have been dry, and I want that rehydration in God's spirit. And remember, this should be in a, a, a daily experience. I want to I say it, it, it's not just today. This is something that we can drink daily. You know, I love it when, when Nick teaches on spiritual hunger and spiritual thirst, and he loves to teach on this, and he talks about it being daily. He said, we, we, we eat and drink God daily, and, and, and we, we're nourished daily, and we're, we're inwardly um, um, satisfied in our thirst daily. And so there's, you don't have to wait to come to a Holy Spirit night to get that. I mean, there's available a lot of Holy Spirit, of Father, of Son. There's a lot of God available because Holy Spirit night, by the grace of God, is one place, not the only place, but one place where God has decided that he is touched down here and he's going to manifest himself. And if you want that manifestation... Go to a place where there's a hot spot of the Holy Spirit. 
Go to a place where there's a manifestation of the living God and he's tangible and you can feel his presence in the air and you can see his presence on the countenance of people and you can watch what he does as people get touched and their lives are transformed and people like Gail are given new hearts by the living God. This is what God does when he manifests himself. And, and, and that's one of the places where we can drink deeply. Do you know you can, you can even drink, by, again, by simply being in the presence of such a place? Do you know that spiritual reality is absorptive? It's absorptive. It works also for negative spiritual reality. Do you know that evil is absorbed as well? If you go and hang out in an evil place with a bunch of evil people and you do it in such a way that, that you don't guard yourself, you can absorb the evil from that place and it will come into your inner being and you'll need to be delivered. But if you go into a place where God is manifesting himself, you will absorb the very nature and presence of God and you will grow closer to Jesus. You know, we are transformed from glory to glory by being in the presence of the light and glory and power of God. We are, it's like, it's like we, we absorb sunshine into our skin and what's the major vitamin that goes into us through sun? Yeah, vitamin E gets into us. A, B, C, D, E. Whatever. You all know. <laughs> Trying to trick me up here. No. So anyway, whatever that vitamin is, it gets into you. And it, it, it's absorbed into your body. And it's, it's because you're in the radiation of the sun. And so when we're in the radiation of the spiritual sun, we absorb his nature. And he gets into us. And he fills us and he heals us. The presence of God interacts with the cells and tissues of our body and healing results. You know, some people theorize, how many of you have ever been healed by God and it was a manifestation of heat, real heat. You felt warmth, okay? Or you've, you've, you've been used by God to pray for people and when you've done that, your hands have gotten warm, right? People, some people theorize that all healing divine into human healing is actually a chemical reaction that the literal power of God which is a real power we're not talking about something that's mythological or just a a, a thought it's a real power God is a is is tangible power in many ways he in his manifestation is like electricity He's not, electric, he's not electricity, that's a natural force. He's a supernatural force. But he's a real power. And so when he interacts with the cells of our bodies, then, then it's, a chemi- it's actually a chemical reaction. And, and so there's, there's heat that is produced. And there's healing. God knows what he's doing. He's so good. And he has wisdom to go with his goodness. And so when he operates on us, by his spirit, then he brings about healing. He knows what's necessary to repair damaged parts. He knows what's necessary in order to create something that isn't there that should be. He can do that too. So I'm telling you, be being filled with the Holy Spirit. This is the key 
to maintaining this presence in God where, where we can be. I believe, I believe, I believe. Let's go on to the next slide and then we're going to stop in a second. Come to Jesus, two conditions from John 7. Two conditions to be being filled with the Holy Spirit. Come to Jesus, drink of Jesus by his Spirit. Come to Jesus. We don't, if you've not come to Jesus initially, this is the day of salvation for you. Come to Jesus today. Don't delay. If you've not yet surrendered your life to Jesus. I mean, it's a cliche. It's been being preached for over 2,000 years now. <laughs> and so it's kind of a, a, you know, a saying in our language. But come to Jesus. Give yourself over to him and invite him in. I mean, this is what I'm talking about today. You know, when you take the spiritual life of Jesus himself, the person, into you, then by the, by the operation of God, the, 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 the divine blood of Jesus functions to cleanse you inwardly, to forgive your sins, to cleanse you of all iniquity. So many people, when they first receive Jesus, they feel like an unbelievably heavy internal weight is just gone. And that's because that's the sins that they're carrying. They're carrying the weight of their own sins. And when they receive Jesus, forgiveness happens. The word forgiveness is basically a blotting out or a wiping away. And so the internal junk that we've collected through decades of living in this world is, is just amazingly taken out. That's, that's one of the effects of coming to Jesus. So come to Jesus. You can come to church. You can come to Jesus in your personal time. You can come to Jesus. I come to Jesus on my tractor. I ride around on my tractor, and I'm with Jesus during that time. Some of you may come to Jesus on your bed at night. A, a, a great man of God, John Lake, some of you know who he is. Uh, I, I've really learned a lot from him, even though he's dead, because I do read his stuff. And so the living spirit of God stirs his stuff and makes it real and living to me. So it's like I'm sitting under him again, even though he's not alive anymore. But, 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 but what happened, he used to wake up at two or three in the morning every, every night. And he would have a, a journal and a pen and, and, and a lamp. His wife would be asleep next to him. He'd turn on the, on the light because the Lord would wake him up and he would instantly begin to write the revelation that the Lord would give to him. And that became the basis of all his amazing sermons that resulted in literally hundreds of thousands of people coming to God and being dramatically healed. One of the greatest healers of the early 20th century. And I'll tell you, come to Jesus and drink of Jesus. So many ways to drink. I just want to end with this. This is the way I have learned to drink of the Spirit. And, and, and God may show you a way, but this is the way he showed me. When I come to Jesus, if it's in a meeting where his spirit is flowing, or whether it's privately when I go for a walk and I'm out there and I'm saying, okay, God, I'm coming to you right now. God, I'm speaking to you right now. You know, what, what I do is I, I, what I call posture my soul. And that is I position my inner being before him and I sort of inwardly come to attention before him. And it's restful. It's not like I'm coming to alert like a military thing, but I'm, I'm coming before him 
and I'm, I'm, I'm relaxing and I'm opening my heart and I'm opening my inner being to him because I want to absorb him and I, I'm drinking him in. God, I drink in your presence, Lord. I drink in your very nature, God, because that can happen. That can happen. We drink in, we take in, we absorb spiritual substance. Again, made that point before, but it needs to be made again. So it's an invisible thing. There's nothing visible that happens usually. Maybe something might, but generally it's invisible. You say, Lord, I receive you. I drink of you. Almost, you could almost say, I inhale you, Lord. I, I, I bring you in. But the key is drinking. A drinking is a process whereby you take something external to yourself and you bring it into your inner being. If it's physical water, it's physical. If it's spiritual water, I take it in, Lord. I drink it in. I drink you in, God. I drink you in now. And I'm filled. And I'm filled. And then, and then I love to, I'll sing, or I'll speak out thanksgiving to God, or I'll, I'll pray in, in tongues. I'm not a Afraid to say that, I, I believe in that gift. I think it's powerful. It's an outflow of the Spirit of God that then results in a new inflow of the Spirit of God because whatever, whenever you give out, then you get back more. Whatever you give away, you get back more. And so I want to end. You know, my plea to us all is let's be filled daily. There's so many ways to be filled. Oh man, I could say more. I could give you many more practical ways to be filled in the word, you can, you can eat the word, the scripture says. In prayer, you can, you can be with God in prayer. You can hear his word. When you hear a word from God, man, it's, it's, it's fresh manna to you. It's living, living food to you. And so there's so much you could do. But I want to end with time for us to receive. So if you did not receive during the worship time, I would urge you, somebody come up and, and, and play some chords or one way or the other with a guitar or a, Paul, why don't you come on up and play guitar? And I, I just want to end, but I just want to lay hands on people and have other people here who, who right now, you're, you, you, you don't, this is not a boastful thing. You just, feel, you just feel full inside right now. I think God would want to overflow from you onto other people. And we're coming up and you guys who come up, you come up and you posture your soul to receive to drink, to drink in God. And then when, when the hands are laid on you and words are spoken, I believe it's going to be the Spirit of God who is flowing out of that vessel and flowing into you another vessel. And you're going to be refilled today. And there are going to be results that are flow out into your life. And then you're going to be refilled tomorrow and the day after and the day after. All right, Lord, I do pray that, God. I pray that this body, that this church, God, I pray that we would be a hot spot of Holy Spirit manifestation. Lord, I pray that it would be in as diverse ways as you want. But Lord, that we would be drinking from Jesus, the spiritual rock. That the living water would flow out of him into us and become rivers of living water in us that not only satisfies us but overflows unto multitudes, God. That's what we pray today. 
in Jesus' name. All right, guys, you may go, but before you're released and go, come and receive before you leave. Hey, that's good. Come and receive before you leave. You like that? God bless you guys. Come on, guys. We need prayer ministers to come on up. Praise you, Lord.